As quickly as you can. Snatch the pebble from my hand. When you can take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. Welcome back. Welcome back. The end of the last dragon. Your host, Roy Rob. We back with another one. It's been a little minute with my friend, Brittany Cloudy. She's about to drop some dimes, drop some information. The Quiet Storm is going to give you everything that you missed out on the first episode and more. Uh, so, 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 so I'm going to start first with just saying, Brittany, how are you? <laughs> I am, I'm doing all right. You know, given everything that's going on, I mean, I'm happy. I'm blessed. I mean, I can't complain. So, so I'm here. I'm glad that I'm talking with you. So new listeners, um, let me introduce her. She is a woman who has done many things from my hometown, St. Louis, Missouri, but she now resides in, I'm going to say, the best area for temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm going to say one of the great states that people are most jealous of, California. Very expensive. But um, t- tell us tell us what you're doing out in Cali as a quick, quick recap, who you are, some of my first-time listeners. Okay, well... My name is Brittany Cloudy. I am a professional MMA fighter. I'm originally from St. Louis and I moved out here to Irvine, California to continue pursuing MMA. So I am uh, training full time and looking to uh, make my strides towards the UFC. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Hear my words. I said it first. Probably not first, but it's gonna happen. So, with that being said, Brittany, tell tell uh, my, my listeners what's good. You recently had a fight. Um, I saw the fight. I was uh, extremely upset with the call. Um, go ahead, let's just break it down. It, it, it went all rounds. Kind of, kind of give us a quick breakdown of your last fight. Uh, in your opinion, first round, second round, third round. What, what, what was your overall opinion? Well, I've talked about this a lot and I thought about it a lot because um, definitely going into a lot of fights, I also, I really take the time to think about how it could all go down. And when I first took this fight, accepted this fight, I didn't really hesitate about it. I was like, all right, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be, this is going to be a a good momentum fight for me. Stop right there. Why is that? Stop right there. Why would it be a good momentum fight? Because of what? She is what and what you are. Tell me what, why, why was it a good fight? We need to know that. Build this up for us. Well, I would say that my, my last opponent, uh, the promotion, they were really building her up. And so they were, they're setting her up to, you know, be in the UFC. She was four and one. She went on a four fight win streak and she's like the, the, the face of, you know, like this new face. I don't know. Maybe you want to relate her to say that she's like Holly Holm or, you know, the next something like that coming through, you know, right, she's right, a, right. You know, a collegiate athlete, you know, she has all these accolades and everything like that. And, you know, me, no, you know, I'm just, the person that they call to come in to, you know, give her a fight so that she can go on about her business and make her way down up. So that that right there, okay, so so new new listeners, individuals who have never fought before, uh individuals who may not know, sometimes promoters, marketing managers, um uh individual uh uh, uh what I would call 
just just gym coach, gym owners as well, sometimes fe- set up fights for their fighters to put them in position uh, to make it to the next level. And whether it's what they would assume to be a stepping stone fight, build up fight, whatever the case may be, they position their fighters to, in the best position way possible, especially if they're trying to build someone up and they have a lot of money backing them. So, so continue on with your story. I mean, well, from that perspective, like you were saying, I, I would say that I would be a great win to have for her to like prove that, you know, she's legit, you know, like here's another fellow collegiate athlete, myself, you know, track running everything. And she's, you know, I come off a two fight winning streak. So, you know, from that angle, that'll be a good win for her. Extremely so, good. Extremely yeah. good. That's, and that builds this whole thing up. I noticed when I first watched your, watched your fight, even the commentators was like, these are two collegiate athletes. Look at the athleticism. Look at this. And they were really talking about how almost as if women fighters five, 10 years ago were nowhere near what you guys were inside of that, inside of that cage. And they were like, hey, look, these women are going to be in, in the UFC. Like they position this fight in the round, that kind of discussion from not even the first round, but like ding, as soon as the bell rings, that's where the conversation was going. So I immediately stepped back and being a viewer felt a certain type of way to say, okay, what's really going on? Now let's also talk about advantages before we continue the story. Where was the fight held? Yeah, so I already knew that I was going to be walking into Texas, her home state. Um, there's There were already discrepancies going on with like Texas and they're judging at the previous UFC fight. And so there was already that cloud of, all right, you know that you're the underdog. You know that you're going into someone else's hometown. And, you know, I'm going up with just my coach with me. And that feeling of, like, you know, you got to go in here and finish this fight because if you leave it to the judges, you know, it could possibly not go your way. Well, <laughs> possibly it's not even really the appropriate word to use. But, that, you know, that's so, Keep going. I'm sorry. That's yeah. – so that was, I mean, so that was the thought that, you know, that I had in my mind going into it. Like, I know that this, that's what I'm walking into. Like, I know that's what's up. So I had every thought in, in my mind and intention, like, all right, I got to go and finish this fight, you know? Um, so she, that she had all of that. And, but for me, honestly, I, I kind of like being the underdog in a sense, like, no one, I don't have that pressure. I don't right, have that right. pressure. I'm just going to go in and do, because I mean, I know what I have. I know how I've been training and I know who I am. So I I walked in there and I had just that piece of confidence with me. You know? So, so that's a, that's an interesting viewpoint. So from, from the initial bail on, um, there was a little bit of relief because you didn't have that. Hey, I'm in the hometown. Um, hey, I have to pull this win off because everybody's watching me. But there was also another angle. That other angle was like, I have to finish her to win, though. So it's kind of like, it, did it balance itself out, you think? Or was it just kind of like, I, I was okay with the way the fight was positioned in, in, in general with those two dynamics going on? Um, well, I think for starters, like I think most fighters have the mindset 
Well, for me, I think that finishing the fight is obviously, it shows that not only are you better than that person, but you didn't need all of the time to finish them. Right, so right, right, right. If there was anything, any type of finish that you want, you want to go in there and be undisputed. Like, there's no argument about it. Like, I finished it and it's a wrap, you know? So I want that for the sake of being able to say that. Right. But the conflicting part of it is, which is because of all these other variables that seem to work against uh, people that they bring in for, you know, the certain fighters that they're you know, promoting, that you have this pressure to finish in order if you want to walk, take a win. Like, now, it can't be close. Now, did you, in your opinion, did you feel – in the first round only, on this first round, not the second and third, how would you feel you would feel – like, how did you feel coming out the gate? Because I feel like y'all didn't really get into the movement, get into her athleticism initially. How do you feel she felt striking, stand-up-wise, feeling her out? How did it feel compared to your other fights? Well, this was my first fight as a professional at Bantamweight. So all my, my other um, – professional fights were flyweight so it was always this thought of all right so let's see how i'm going to feel that banner weight break break and, the, break the weight down so that so the listeners know banner weight is this versus that break that down all right so originally i was fighting flyweight which is 125 and banner weight is 135 okay so um so i'm fighting at 135 so much better because i felt like it was more of my uh my natural weight class to be in and my whole fight camp, uh, I train. I'm kind of like, I'm the biggest female at Timo Oyama. And so all of my, my whole fighting camp was with the guys. So right, 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 right. The, I've been training with all the guys, grinding it out with them. So, like, just that taxing of having to put my hands on, like, a bigger body, picking up heavy and stronger guys. My coach was like, man, by the time that you feel her, she's going to feel like, you know, like nothing. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I couldn't, actually, after that first round, I was like, you know what? He was right. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so speak to that, like, because that's where I felt. I felt like you were like, you guys were sizing up the distance at the beginning of that first round. But by the time mm-hmm. we got to the end of the first round, it wasn't like, it, it didn't. It didn't seem like you were phased at all. Is that a good statement? Yeah, like I felt like after that first round, I was like, okay, that that's I, I got to feel what she felt like because a lot of it coming into it was like, you know, she looks really strong, she's really muscular and everything, and I'm like, well, I know personally, like, I'm not as ripped. I'm more lean and long, but. I'm a lot stronger than I look. So sometimes like when you're like, you know, eyeballing the fighter and you're like, man, they look really strong. They look, you kind of have this idea in your head of what they may feel like, but you never really know until you actually are in there. So uh, that first round, like grappling with her and I was like, all right, this is, I'm not, I'm not, you know, what's the word? Um, I'm not miss. I'm not out of match with this. Like, you know, like, my strength and her strength, like, this is not. This is okay. 
yeah, yeah, she's not overpowering me in any of these positions. So now let's so. speak to the second round, which I clearly know it was it was a whole in my mind, it was like, okay, that's done. The fight's over with because I felt like it was a couple times in that second round. I wanna say there was a couple grappling exchanges. Um where even I and, and I know you had some frustrations during that time, but it seemed like you did a lot of the right things. Um, I just felt like there was no confusion. Second round is yours. Like I felt there was no, and, and maybe and correct me if I'm wrong in that statement. What's your opinion? I, that was that was the round that was like disputed because like at the end of the round with the armbar, like. That was just the end of the round. So I'm not quite sure how they could weigh that in her favor because of, you know, the arm bar. But majority of the round, I feel like I picked up the pace and I feel like I was definitely, I mean, the whole fight, I feel like I was more of the aggressor, you know, so I had to be. (laughs) And um, so I really, I really feel like I was definitely winning that round just up until that last part, which. It was like literally 10 seconds, though, for that armbar. Yeah. It was literally nothing. But, but, but once again, I felt for, I didn't, I, it was you that got the, but am I missing it? I'm trying to, I'm trying to recall for sure. Um, there was, in the, there was, uh, you guys were against the cage and you turned her. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe I'm, I'm, I'm mixing up the second and third round, but the exchange happened where ultimately, uh, you guys ended up on the ground, or am I speaking to the third round? Help clarify which round I'm talking about, because you ended up. I know the third round you ended up on her back, taking her back. Uh, yeah, that was the second round because I remember she was on her back, and then okay, it was such a weird position when she had her legs spread all open, and because um, that was right before uh, the armbar attempt. Exactly. Okay. So I'm not mixing it up. Okay. Okay. So, 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 so that, so according to the judges in that, this is where my frustration comes. <laughs> okay. So you see what I'm saying? That's, that's, what, oh my God. Okay. So according to the judges, that's the round that favored for her to pull the chain. Is that what you're saying? Because you would have more official knowledge than I have. Yeah, I mean, I've like I've heard different things. Like people felt like that was her round because of that, but then uh, we were like, no, less than a minute of the rest of the round. So how can you give the round? You know, how can you give the whole round to her for that? So, what, what would you have done differently? Now that we, we we've identified, you did not get that win only because of some certain factors that you feel, hey, you should have finished her, but what would you have, look, looking back, would you change anything, or was this a good loss for you to take in your career? Oh, well, the, the things that I think about that I could have, you know, done better are in those uh, jujitsu situations, like, for example, her and the guard, like, I needed to pass. Like, I, I needed to pass, pass guard, whether it, it was in half guard, but to fall into her guard, like, that was it. And I needed right. to stay on top. So that was the first thing. And um, and then the saddest part of the fight for me, I feel, was when I 
had her back because in my mind I was like, this is it. I have to finish. This fight is too close. It's over, right? You got it. going to be some BS if, if this is it right here. I'm on the back. This is exactly where I wanted to end up because I was like, I'm, I'm going to find my way to her back. I'm going to find my way to her back. And then I found my way to her back. So then it was just this, this these pieces of details of like just positioning. Um, when I when I did get on her back, I needed to like have my hips more centered directly over her hips so that the cage um she was already able to get her back to the mat and turn into me and so i wasn't able to really secure the choke all the way so just that little piece of like positioning like to i needed to have that um because no and then i because i didn't get my hand all the way um behind her head um so then from there it was like just a scramble and into an arm bar which it was, you know, it was a little slippery. I, I feel like she probably is pretty flexible with her arms and shoulders too. So I can expect her like getting out of the arm bar after that. But that was that moment right there. Like I needed to have that, um, in that rear naked positioning. So my, my thoughts is you did an amazing job. First off, you did an amazing job. It was a great fight. Hindsight is twenty twenty, So I don't want you to feel discouraged about that. I like the fact that you were able to recap and, and identify some of the things that um, you felt could have finished her. Um, but keep your focus. I don't think you made mistakes. I just felt like the situation, um, judging is just a hard, tough call. It's just tough no matter what. But but keep. I just want you to keep your head high. I'll say it like that. It was a great fight. Inner Last Dragon, Dragons out there. Go check the fight out. Um, it was roughly a month ago, a month and a half. Yeah, it was just about a month ago. Uh, yeah, March sixth. Yeah. March sixth. LFA. Go look it. Go look it up. Check it out. Um, you, you'll see what we are referencing. Now I kind of want to drive down this road and get your opinion. One of the greatest fights of all time, UFC for the ladies. Speak on it, man. Oh, oh man. my God. Speak oh, on this. Speak. Speak. Look, look, I'm gonna cross my arms on this and just shut up. Speak oh, on God. it. Tell me, tell me you saw the fight and what's your opinion? Well, well, first I was thinking about like what you said about like how I do feel like I had a really great fight. And as I look at like my first fight, my second fight, and then I this fight that I just had, I'm like, man, I look a lot better. Like I can see my improvement, right? You look great, yeah. But then the next day, and we're watching the ladies fight, and I'm like, we, 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 me and my teammate, we're like, man, we still have so far, so, much, so far to go. And we're like, bruh, like, we, we have a little bitty phone, and like six of us are all sitting at the table watching the fight, and we're like, bro, it was just, it was, it was like amazing, you know, like, like highly technical, just speed and precision and like just yes mind-blowing it was like to say that we're sitting here we already know that this is this is a hit a fight right here that we're going to talk about in the future and when we look back you remember that fight yeah man that was their fight this fight goes down in history that was it, it was fire. so i mean <laughs> i've never i've never watched neither one of those ladies at all so i need to say that first um, of all they are not someone that i've been like oh i've been following xyz that fight showed up on my radar and so many others' radar after that. And these are veterans, as I'm understanding it. They are veterans, and you can tell, like, 
Joe was on there talking about like these ladies. I mean, it, I can't even. I can I mean, I literally wanted to compare the li- the little short the shorter lady to be like a Jackie Chan Jet Li mix up with her accuracy because she was so accurate. I mean, yeah. like when she nodded that lady's head up in the first knot turned it to three, four, five knots after that, and it just kept swelling. And I just said, it wasn't the fact that her head kept swelling. It was just the fact that she kept tagging her. And it wasn't like, it was nothing she could do because the other girl was 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 putting in work as well. I mean, it was just amazing. Like, I can't, yeah. I need to take, I need to say their names to get them props. I was hoping, do you, do you know the names exactly so I, so I can look them How up? How to pronounce it? Yes, so like, it's, Zang, Zang, and jo- uh, Joanna. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I'm. I'm glad you was able to do yeah. that because I don't. Uh-huh. I was about to go try to look it up, but I'm just like I. It's when I say it was one of the greatest fights of all time. We're not talking any sex. We talking male and female, cat, dog. <laughs> we talking <laughs> animals. That mug was just on a whole nother level. What do you? What did you take from though from that fight from watching it? What would what some of the things you would add into your game, or what's something that you felt like you really enjoyed about watching it? Well, I mean, veterans to start, like they've been doing this for a while, and you can tell. And when I look at when I think about my fight, because I I looked I watched that fight, and I was like, if I and I think I even posted about it, I was like, if I can get my hand speed, it's half as fast <laughs> or like my combos half as fast as either one of them but I'll be in business right 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 <laughs> you know like that 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 right there and um that's what it's all about like they both obviously came came to fight and they're both su- super talented fighters and like man they're like high class and that that's one thing that I really that was one. That was one of the biggest things I really wanted to do in my fight is really put some combos together. Right. You know. But that fight right there was like, yeah, I lived vicariously through them through that fight. Do you do you <laughs> feel like do you feel it was really good considering like Adesanya didn't have an amazing night that night. Adesanya uh, really was just breaking him apart with his leg kicks, but other than that, it really was nothing for for a main event. Uh, even though it was a co-main event, I think. But but but, w- w- what would you say to? I just feel like it was perfect because it went from so much excitement to oh the end. You know, people falling. It was like falling asleep. It was like it was late. It was like nobody was even paying attention. What's your feelings about the way that that transitioned the UFC? I feel like it just put so much more attention on women fighters. I was just excited. What's your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it was pretty anticlim- like, anticlimactic for the main event. Right. Um, but then sometimes, like, you get those fights where um, the matchups, how the matchups are, and that's what kind of fight it turns out to be based on, like, how certain fighters choose to, like, strategically fight, you know, and what's on the line. Um, but I was still happy with the night <laughs> because... <laughs> Like after that, I was like, you know, I was I was hoping to see like a lot more aggression and some like something something big happening, some finishing, 
some type of finish going on in the main event between Adesanya and Romero, but um, I don't know. <laughs> I think that I don't. I couldn't tell you what was in in their heads, but I feel like I don't know. Maybe Adesanya was a little frustrated because, like, I don't know. Would you do you do you it think was, Adesanya shouldn't have won? I feel, I feel like you, I, I, Adesanya is my guy, and you have to beat the champ. What's your thoughts on that? Um, um, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I guess I agree. I agree with it. It was just more so I can see how he was frustrated. Like, oh, he was frustrated. But, <laughs> but like, it was kind of funny because, I mean, Romero was like winning with like his whole, like, um, his angle for the fight, but he didn't like turn it on and do enough to like really do enough to like take the win and like be on the he he clipped him with that like yeah he, he had those moments where you're like oh man right 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 he clipped him with like a, the weirdest overhead it was so weird but he he it was like you couldn't see it coming and he he Adesanya woke up like okay I'm cool I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. going after this dude I'm not yeah, risking myself serious after that for real yeah all right so now we need to talk serious so um, we got to talk about what's going on the climate of the fighting the fight world right now things have dramatically changed due to COVID nineteen the coronavirus um, speak to that on um, what you're seeing right now how have you been continuing to train what are you doing as far as social distancing this is distancing, and do you have any recommendations for people who are trying to still get good workouts in and still continue to level up? <clears throat> well, I feel like for me, with um, everything that's going on in the world, like it really didn't sink in it took some time for it to really sink in that this is really happening like sometimes when things are happening and it's not close to you and it's not affecting you at that moment that it's just like that's happening over there but like um as the days went on and the months and the weeks went on and more and more people were impacted more and more people are you know talking about what's going on we're seeing the like the seriousness behind it. We're seeing the people who are infected. We're, we're hearing about the people's um, lives who are, it just sends it during this time of like, of people react differently in, in situations like this. Um, and so now it's like, we're, we're quarantined in our homes and um, to, you know, help prevent the spread of all of this, which is be the best thing to do, you know? Um, but then it's like, well, how do you stay sane, you know, during <laughs> this? Like, how do you cope? <laughs> I read an article. <laughs> in the United States, like, alcohol purchases <laughs> in the, like, last month are, like, 55%. And they're like, I'll be one of those who definitely when they hit up the winery and wine store and you're like, all right, well, we stuck. And it's like, but at the same time, it's like, oh, man, we have to, like, cope in, like, healthy ways, too. Um, right. it's, 
it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a grim situation. It's a, it's a sad situation. Like we're living through something that's going to be, you know, spoken of in, in, in history books, you know, and, um, yeah, we have to like, I don't know, there's just a lot of moving pieces with it. So for me personally, I just think about like, as far as like working out, um, thinking about like just healthy things to do, um, ways to reconnect to things that you uh, lost connection with during this time and um, gratitude uh, for, for like things that we do have. Like, man, I said, it is amazing that during this time that we have technology that we can still be connected from home, right. you know, like, and I feel like that's happening a lot. So all of the people are just taken to the internet, to social media and really like that has been a, a positive thing when it comes to, you know, being able to connect with people when you feel, when you can feel isolated by, you know, being stuck at home. Or being at home. Speak to that. You are in a fighter house, right? Yes. Speak to that. Um, you are also. So I'm gonna talk to the fighter house thing first, and then we're gonna talk to being on the mat and training and recommendations. In a fighter house, you're interacting with people all the time, and some of those individuals might be going in and out, maybe coming back from other places. How has that been? How have you coped with that? Is there any things that you had to deal with that is like, oh man, this was different. Um, as much as you want to be able to, you know what I mean, talk through. Yeah. Um, well, it has been very difficult to, um, one, I like, I want to be in two different places at the same time, but I can't. So after my fight, like I went home and it was already like very like kind of nerve wracking to even consider going home. But then a part of me really wanted to be with my family for a while, you know? Um, so I went home for a little bit and then, like, I had a lot of nerves about coming back because, but then it's like, at the same time, this is how we live. You know, we live with multiple, like there's multiple people who, you know, we live here and um, just that kind of worrying about not wanting to um, bring something here um, and it being a ripple effect elsewhere. and then we're all like you know coming and going but um we've been doing the as minimum as we can to ensure that we all stay healthy and making sure that we're being responsible as far as with that um but being here and um living like we've all lived together and it's definitely has been like uh, nice to have people around you know, like these are our people. What is Irvine like in comparison to Missouri? How is it as far as the state being shut down? How is the differences on the, the, the location? Um, when I mean, when I was home in St. Louis, um, it seemed, I mean, I feel like it was pretty similar. Like there's many certain businesses that are not open, some businesses that are uh, people taking precautions of like how many people they're allowing in spaces and just being uh, more uh, cognizant of like making sure we're washing hands and not 
not directly coming in because I'm just trying to keep space. Um, here it's kind of the same thing. Um, I would say that like this is like a suburban area. I was like the from outside of like the main city, so it's not as much traffic. I would say as like you know an inner city area, um, but it's still pretty kind of similar. There's a lot a lot of people you know wearing the gloves and masks and things like right. that. And, um, so it's just it's just kind of weird, you know. Like this is like a new reality in the sense like you walk around and people are here, you know, glove and it's just just like wow, you're reminded of it on a daily. Do you do you feel with the sport of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, wrestling, boxing, MMA, these are activity sports, basketball, football, every sport pretty much has this close contact breathing, uh, uh, bodily fluids with sweat. Um, to me, this is very tough to combat, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Are you guys doing things so different where you're just kind of staying away from mat work and just doing a lot of stand-up separate from each other, a lot of role work? What are you seeing? Your rec- What recommendations are you getting from your or or what are you guys doing yeah i would just say like because of everything and we the things that we don't know is is we keep our distance but still try to you know get the best work that we can so like been doing a lot of um um road work a lot of running a lot of strength and conditioning um maybe some pads and things like that um but it's just more of a time to kind of like tune into those other things that you can do individually that also, you know, helps you with within the sport. So it's definitely been hard not being able to like, you know, really going through the grind day in and day out of the right. grappling and all of that. So um, that's just a, just a part of where you really have to just remember to just keep focus on what's the, what the ultimate goal is and, you know, this too shall pass. You know? Will you speak to the, <clears throat> so the, the new rumor, don't know if it's true. <clears throat> I read somewhere that Dana White is considering an island <sighs> to get, <laughs> have UFC fights every week. Or, or What did you hear about this? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I mean, whew. I mean, I think from what I'm understanding is like he he's trying to get it going and he's willing to like get the international fighters to a place so that they can still host fights. And, and then there's other fights um, where um, it's um uh, at different places well i can't remember exactly where but they're yeah, finding, you know some they're finding some little corners to turn <laughs> to uh to make this happen because people want to fight then right <laughs> so i heard um, khabib was stranded he couldn't leave uh, i saw a post about that i understand the i understand the idea it's just like, what's the, the variables being weighed out? There's no audience. So really it really would be just a pay-per-view. 
and people will be so excited because there's no sports right now. <laughs> like people will go bananas. You know how many people will be tuned in? Tuned in like <laughs> crazy. But do you risk anyone, anyone's health and safety to get it done is the question. Yeah, and that's that's the conflicting encompass issue that's like um you know this is our livelihood you know this is how people feed their families and you know i mean that's along with a lot of other people who have lost their jobs and who are not working too um but then it's also like another way to look at it it's like for the people who are willing to go into it and i've heard (laughs) hazard pay (laughs) Yeah, right. But I also feel that there's another topic that's been <laughs> that's been kind of spooling around. Is like we do MMA, we risk our lives every day. That's true too. So you get, like, you get hit in the temple the wrong way. That's yeah. true. You get kicked in the temple. Yeah. That's that's so true. Your spine, your neck, all of that, and you that's know, it's so it comes down to how you know people view things and you know the risk that they're willing to it's it's gonna be it's gonna be gladiator usc it's gonna be gladiator usc that's what it's gonna be it's gonna be straight in a lion's den and (laughs) yeah it's don't this is out of control so now now i gotta ask you what are you doing outside of working out outside of fun what's keeping you sane you're in the crib sometimes extra hours what's Brittany doing they stay sane what's the sanity like well, just like everyone else, I have been catching up on my Netflix shows. Uh, I don't even know why I watched that Tiger King show. I watched it because everybody else was watching. I probably would not have watched it normally. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I ain't everyone, did it. I'm not doing it. Watch it. I didn't I'm not doing it. No freaking way, man. I ain't doing that. But I watched it though and I was like, oh my gosh. Just because, you know, all the memes are funny because now I know what the story is behind it. Is it good? But, you know, it, there's a lot of drama. There's definitely a lot of um you'll get pulled into it. You just be like, wow. I watched wow. McMillions. I did McMillions and now I'm on Ozarks. That's what I'm on. Yeah. I'm watching Ozarks 2 season three. Like, I like that show for sure. I watch that. Um, I mean, watching shows, sometimes I get tired of shows or music. I mean, been catching up on reading some books and getting some good old yoga and just like self care stuff, you know? Like, downward dog. A- okay. A little yeah. yoga. All right. Okay. Um, one of my sponsors is So Right. I've uh, been using that a lot. You know, do you have their stuff? Do you have Do you have your Yeah, go show show it off. Like, come ah. on, this is a. Oh, you <laughs> look at that. That's funny. You, you you're comfortable. Hey, oh, yeah. this is, man, I'm in the bed, man. <laughs> All right, tell Quantum tell us about right. that. How, what is that right there? Uh, it's um, it's so right. It's, we use it for our, um, you can use it for a lot of different parts of your uh, bodies. It helps with like increasing flexibility and mobility. Like they'll use it for your back, your lower back, your stoat muscles that are really tight, your glutes, um, just kind of using it, laying on it and helps relieve some different pressure points. And it's definitely something that I use to incorporate in my whole, my, my body self-care routine. So shout out to So Right For Real. So 
I'll put that in the show notes. You got to send me the info because I don't know them. You know them, mm-hmm. but I will put it all out there and I'll make sure you're tagged on it. Do you get anything? Is go- Do they sell that? How does that work? Do they sell that product you're talking about on a website or something? Will you send me that I have too? a website, so right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes, I can. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, 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 so this is what I have for you. I have one more request. Um, I always do this at the end of my show. This is Roy's questions. Roy Rob show. Mm-hmm. I have to know um, for my trivia today. Name for me two all time favorite books that you've read. Hmm. Well, I'm going to have to say I listened to the audible of David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. That book, amazing. I, I like he has um, the, the audible, I really like that. Um, actually, Adam Meredith definitely turned me on to that, especially the audio version because it's kind of like a podcast too. So you kind of get more uh, a little deeper look into the stories that he's telling in this book. But then he also, after each chapter, also gives you like homework assignments, things that you can do to like actually put put it to work. And I love books like that, just like that the mental strength. And man, I, if I thought that. My mental strength was strong after listening to this guy. I'm like, man, I got a lot of work to do. Um, so. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's that's a, that's a compliment. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out now. All right, what's number yeah. two? Um, let's see. I've read a, a handful of books. Oh, the Alchemist. Oh, Alchemist. Yes. All right. Yeah, okay. That's how you pronounce it. I've heard a lot about it, and finally I was like, let me see what this book is all about. I keep hearing about it, and it it was such a refreshing book to read as far as just, like, I feel like anyone and everyone can relate to it because it's about life yeah. and the journey of life and finding meaning to it and, like, your purpose and everything, and it was, like, it definitely, it definitely added to me, and I, and I, I can read that book again whenever you know so the quiet storm thank you once again for blessing my podcast and the last dragon dragons out there i promise you um it's always great when we're able to 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 get so much great knowledge and information when it comes to even the little stuff that you might not have caught on somebody might be able to take and say oh just the thought process behind she wish she would have did X, Y, Z. How can I apply that to my fighting game? Whether it's one adjustment to my rear naked choke, getting my arm all the way in, whatever the case may be. Um, you're always appreciated on my podcast. I want to make sure you get your flowers while you're on this earth. I see nothing but great things coming your way. It's going to happen. Keep believing. I just can't wait till we get over this hump and all the craziness so you can continue to shine and be that blessing to others as you've always been to us and the fans here at In The Last Dragon. So thank you to you. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be back and talking with you. And I can't wait for, you know, all of this to get past this and then we can go forth and keep, you know, continue striving for Exactly. Roy Robb, your host in The Last Dragon. Signing out. Peace.